rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everybody, it's me, Tara. How you doing? Good. I hear you. I see you. And I want to thank you for joining me here. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 p.m. Eastern to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are replayed starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app and at GDPR Revolution 99, another great independent liberal radio station. And everywhere else, iTunes, SoundCloud, blah, blah, blah. You know it. Do me a favor. I'm going to keep harping on it. Um, Give me a review on iTunes before you forget. Do it now. Um, What else do I need you to do? Uh, I need you to donate to RDT Daily. And we will soon. I was trying to get it ready. Whoops, I dropped something. Oh, crap. I dropped the window cling. Okay, whatever. I can't find it. All right. Uh, yeah, so if you donate over $20, uh, $20 or above, you will get a Grab Them by the Midterms window cling with featuring Fan- Francis Jr. Jr. We are working on a shop, so uh, we'll have swag and whatnot, uh, T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. I was hoping to have it finished before the show today, but... It's everything takes like a million years, you know what I mean? There's not enough hours in the in the day, and I have to sleep sometimes. So that's why I want you to donate, because maybe I can get some rest every now and then. And I guess there's no rest in fascism, right? I shouldn't really be complaining. Uh, think about how what others sacrifice to entrust to us a democratic republic, right? And because it's hanging by a thread, it's our duty to do something about it. So I'm just convincing myself as well. And all right, the other thing is we we would like you to donate to Progressive Voices. Now, I was – a couple weeks ago, I was in my daily life of somebody that I know who is a friend and also a listener – I ran into her, and she said, is Progressive Voices really in, uh, does Progressive Voices really need money or something like that? Or, because they're doing a fundraising drive? Yes, they really do. Uh, it's, it, why would they lie? That's what I said. I'm like, of course they need money. It's, the, the problem is, we don't have liberal benefactors, and I've harped on this before because it pisses me off. The right-wingers understand these right-wing oligarchs that are taking over this country. Part of the, the way that they're doing it is by co-opting and corrupting media. That's what they do. They understand that they don't have reality. They don't have anything to boast about. All they can do is divide us. And, they, and in order to do that, they need a platform. They need to flood the fruited plains from sea to shining sea with their oligarch propaganda that has people at each other's throats. They divide us along racial lines, uh, primarily all along any lines, but they, they'll settle for racial and, and if any difference, they will. That's why I can't stand these right wingers because they're so stupid. 
because they fall for the oldest tricks in the book. But that's how they do it. They, it, there is a reason why Hitler, the one of the first things that any, not just a Hitler, but any authoritarian asshole that wants to take over government, the, that they take over media. There is a reason why Twitter is attacking the media, because that's how people get their information. They understand that they, the only thing they have, if they 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 poison the the mechanisms of uh, discourse, that they got this thing locked up. And yeah, um, we need the, we only have each other. We don't have these, these Mercer family fuckers or the, it's not just the Koch brothers. The Mercers are getting more press nowadays, but they were kind of under the radar for a long time and the Koch brothers got a lot of uh, press, but no, the Mercer family, they, they fund Breitbart. They gave Andrew Breitbart $6 million to start that, 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 uh, that racist rumor mill that they run. And, and they live in a town. Well, they don't live there. Who knows? Maybe somebody lives there. But they have a townhouse in Washington, D.C. It pisses me off, you know. We're in my apartment. That's fine. I'm okay because I get to, you know, roll out of bed, I guess, and do this if I have to. But it's uh, kind of irritating when you think about the uh, – well, first of all, there's many things that's irritating. One of the things is that why do we need a rich benefactor, okay? That's a whole other story. But uh, we don't have rich benefactors. I, uh, that's another story. I'm, ta- I'm talking about in the media. Like w- it would be really great if just one of, if one of you guys or anybody who knows anybody would uh, – donate a, uh, you know, just find some rich guy that is, believes in the liberal cause the, the, and uh, give us a hand. Okay, so that's my pitch. Whatever. Don't go to, well, in the um, description of today's show, there should be a link to the Progressive Voices donation page. And it's, yeah, it's for real. If, the, if we didn't uh, need to rely on you guys, we wouldn't do it. So, but whatever. Okay. Well, I, I, I promise I will be here as long as I am allowed to be here on uh, this planet and I will be, you know, fighting on the front lines as much as I can. And, uh, so whatever. All right. You guys are great. What am I going to say? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? I hope everything is running. It looks like it is. I'm just doing a check. Uh, yeah. So, all right. This week, let's just get into it. Um, it was a lot of fun to watch Trump. You know, it's not really fun. Let's not, I guess it's not fun. It's, but it was, I, I got some shout and fraud or whatever. Shade and fraud. How do you pronounce it? You know, the, the word that means taking pleasure of the misery of others. Uh, watching this Twitter moron just flap around like, uh, a fish in a frying pan as the walls start closing in on him, and they are, and one after the other, his, he's, uh, all of this, more will be revealed. Um, everyone in Trump's inner circle and radiating outward, they're all crooks, and like my mother always said, know somebody, you want to know somebody, you look at their friends, and when Trump's, uh, Trump would of course, during the campaign, oh, I know the best people. He never knew the best people. He's a crook because he's weak. You see, he doesn't have the brain 
or the stamina or the uh, anything or the morality or, or uh, the humanity. He's got not, none of these decent qualities that would make someone a billionaire that uh, to be de- a decent billionaire. Well, I mean, I'm, the, we could be argued that uh, in order to be a billionaire, you got there has to be something, some immorality going on. But whatever, I don't know. That's another discussion for a philosophy class. But I, uh, I, Trump doesn't have the brain to figure out how to make money without being a crook. That's the point. He, uh, he thinks it's strong, but he is the weakest of all. Of all the presidents we've ever had, he is definitely the weakest and the most easily compromisable because of his weaknesses. He, what was I just, I just wrote this down earlier because now he's at a, he's, so, okay, this week we saw Manafort pled guilty and uh, Cohen pled guilty the same day. Great. And it, I think they timed it perfectly. That was wonderful. The, you know, the double one-two punch on one day. And Trump, um, of course, he he runs to Fox News like a like a little baby with a with who needs his diaper changed. So he goes to his Fox News uh, state state-run TV. That's what they are. As they uh, and, and he gives us this bizarre interview in which. He he insists that if he's impeached, we will be poor. We're all going to be poor. And everything will crash if he's impeached because we can't live without his thinking. That brain, he said. That brain. What kind of brain? What brain? The brain that comes up with um, names? Schoolyard bully names, the brain that says crooked Hillary, that says uh, flaky Jeff Flake, that brain, that that moronic brain. And I guess, you know what, if that's the brain that we've been waiting for, then this planet deserves what it gets. And I don't mean to be hard on the planet. It's not, we deserve what we get. The planet will be fine, but this human race is is headed to ex- extinction because if that's the brain, that's a brain that couldn't sell water. That's the brain that tanked casi- uh, numerous casinos. This is a brain that hired Almarosa six times or something. A dog, apparently. Some kind of dog. She's such a, you know what is so ironic, too? It's not, I don't know, it's not ironic. It's sad, whatever. But he, um, obviously, um, Omarosa is coming out against Trump now. And Trump, of, he calls her a lowlife. He calls her a dog. And then the next day, he retweets a video from the Republican National Committee because they had to spend all their time you know, arguing with reality TV stars, right? Um, he retweets a video in which Omarosa praises Trump again and again at all different rallies and whatnot and talks about how wonderful he is because that, you know, when she worked for him. Um, but I, I, what does it matter what a lowlife and a dog thinks? So now, I mean, this is what I'm saying. We're, our heads are spinning. So, oh, is she a lowlife, a dog, or should we really take into consideration the, her opinion? 
but her, uh, a low life and a dog, he really cares what she thinks. And he, apparently he gave her a job, a $170,000 a year job for, uh, you know, he was giving her a break. Just this low life and dog. Uh, give every a lot of people need a break that are very highly qualified and just being somebody who sucks Trump's ass is uh, doesn't I mean that's the only qualification you need. That's the best people sucking his ass and to think how bizarre that is that I really believe he believes it that he's basically threatening us. You know, it's like a lover. Oh, no one will ever love you like I will. If you leave, you know, everything's going to come crumbling down. What? We don't want him there to begin with. That's the thing. We never voted for him. He received fewer votes. Let's never forget that. He is an illegitimate president. On top of the fact that he's a traitor and a sick, greedy bastard who is sick with greed, sick with it. So much so that he's compromised, that he would compromise his own mother, his own children, his wife, his ex-wives, his porn stars. Anybody in his orbit is up for grabs because he's a crook. But now we're supposed to believe, instead of, don't believe Occam's Razor, is that how it's pronounced? Occam's Razor, which is basically says that the simplest explanation is, is most likely the, the correct one. In Trump's world, in this world now, there is no truth. Truth, where is truth? It's not the, okay, well, the simplest explanation, but we're supposed to believe that there is a deep state of conflicted, angry Democrats that just won't allow this traitor to get away with his crimes. That everything that they love, they supposedly love America so much. And the, the thing that's so ironic is that He's after Jeff Sessions for recusing himself, for doing the one honorable thing, and not because he's an honorable person, Jeff Sessions. He's not. He's a racist and a, and a troll and a, and a baby snatcher. So, and a giddy one at that. I'll, I think I'll never forget the nightmare. I, 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 I will have nightmares about this. That's a, that's a demon. Somebody who stands up there giddily celebrating children being dragged from the arms of their mothers. <laughs> like a giddy little demon. I saw this movie when I was a kid. It was called, oh, I can't remember. Um, it was very scary. And I used to real, and it used to give me nightmares about these little demons that came out of the vent. It was, and that's what he reminds me of. I think that's what he's triggering in me. It's really frightening to think of a human being that's giddily. <laughs> that's a, it's like a serial killer, you know, as a stuff that make you. Ugh. There's some very sick people in this world, and right now, some of them are in the are are driving this government over a cliff. But so he's after Jeff Sessions for ironically, right? The, the one thing that he's doing that he did that was honorable, which was recusing himself from this Russia investigation. Because, you know, he had a lot of uh, conflicts. He forgot meeting with Russians. And they all forget. They meet with Russians every other minute, but they just can't remember. These are the people that are now, like, tr like Twitler, stripping security clearances. 
from the from true Americans, from patriots who want to protect this country, from enemies domestic. You take an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic, for a reason. They understood the fa- the founding fathers understood that they, that a lot of our problems that traitors come from within. They we what about Benedict Arnold? He was a traitor. They under, they understood that people get compromised, that they have their failings. Benedict Arnold, he he was a traitor. He felt like he was passed over. He had a lot of grievances. And he uh, sold out the Americans to to the British with for promises of a rank and a title. But he was a traitor. So they understood that traitors come. You know, sometimes you're betrayed by your best friends. And and Trump would sell this country out for less. He would sell it out for for a for a for praise for from Putin, and a promise. He is the weakest little bitch I've ever seen. Weak. So Jeff Sessions, it's ironic that they're. This is what's so distressing too. How they're um, how how Trump is upset with Jeff Sessions for doing the one thing that he should do that 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 honor demands that the that law demands that the system the nation of laws demand that he recuse himself from a uh, to to eliminate the appearance of impropriety but all the all those bets are off in the days in the in republican bizarro world and this didn't happen overnight we remember uh, what's his face Scalia going hunting with uh, rich oligarchs. Obviously, they're rich, but and they're oligarchs, right? Who were um, he had cases before him on the Supreme Court. There, there are no more corrupt people than Republicans. They, they have nothing. If uh, they, they have no honor. They are hypocrites, and they will twist themselves into whatever they need, whatever contortions are needed at the moment to justify their their behavior. Which, and every step they take, their behavior is basically destroying democracy. That's what they want. Ultimately, that's the end game, and they know them by their fruits. That's that's what I when I was thinking about what I'm going to talk about or what what the theme of the tonight's show would be and that's it. Know them by their friends and know them by their fruits. If they're uh, they're if they're you know like Maya Angelou said, if somebody shows you who they are, believe them. What do you think? What is why would they want to prevent people from voting? Why would they, for instance, in uh, in Georgia, take uh, remove seven out of ten, seven or, or out of nine or something polling places for people in primarily primarily African American districts? Why? Why would they do that? Because they don't like democracy. They don't want you to vote. They don't give two craps that they are a minority party they now they i mean they they've always meant to be a minority party they're not meant to lead they're not leaders they're regressives 
In order to leave, you got to be in the front. You got to move forward. They are dragging us backwards. And that's what they want. You know, make America great, right? What does that mean? Hearkening to a time that was never existed, really, except for straight white men. In their minds, they could go out, they say the N-word, they do whatever the hell they want. They get their white privilege, and it's just expected. It just comes with the right, you know, with the the right, that's just the whatever. It's a birthright. That's the word I'm looking for. But so Jeff, Jeff Sessions is, um, you know, they're saying, oh, he should be fired. And uh, I, I mean, just watching these Republicans justify and say nothing too. that's another thing that you saw. I think it was was it Mitch McConnell who said nothing. They were trying to interview. What do you think about they were asking what do you, the reporters were, were asking, what do you think about, uh, you know, these indictments and the, the guilty pleas? Nothing. He says nothing. That's the that's the conservative heart right there. The cowardly politically motivated heart they don't they're not in it for altruism uh yeah and and every you know human beings this is why we have laws right we try to bring out the best in each other not we're not always succeeding but as a collective as a community we want to uh you know, this is you have to follow certain dictates or diff, certain. Um, you know, we have these aspirational goals and whatnot. We we watch each other. We make sure we're conforming in, to the standards of what's demanded in a representative democracy. But you know, the Republicans—they're not in it for the greater good. Look at what they do when they get power. They just they. They ingratiate themselves. They enrich themselves. And that's it. They're not, while, I mean, really, it's like, not, it's not like they're enriching themselves and making the trains run on time and ensuring everybody has health care, ensuring that we all have uh, education and decent living wages and uh, retirement security. They are undermining that at every step. So it's not like they're doing it, um, you know, and then they're, uh, you know, slipping a couple of uh, dollars into their pockets. Ha, 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 wink, wink, wink. They're doing it in uh, while destroying democracy, while destroying people's lives. They, they are, anyway, they're monsters, okay? I mean, what are you going to do? They're monsters. The monsters here. They really are. What is it? It's, they're not, that's not human, I guess, right? When, when people act in, uh, disgusting ways, we strip them of the title of human. We, we call them animals. We call them monsters. I mean, what do you call them? They're not patriots. Uh, yeah. Every, every day is opposite day. What's a patriot? And I, and I've harped on this before, being a patriot, uh, the patriot, uh, the word, the root of the word patriot is Greek. It comes from the uh, the word patriata. Or pa- or, and uh, so it means fellow countrymen. So you can't um, call yourself a patriot while you make the lives of your fellow countrymen worse. While you 
make your fellow countrymen drink polluted uh, water or just the the communities in which your fellow countrymen live that you allow corporations to dump their coal ash or when your fellow countrymen go to a financial planner that the the financial planner has no fiduciary obligation to you that he or she can just grift and hook and crook into, into and get his clutches into your retirement and suck it for everything it's worth and leave you to dry sucker. <sighs> so, yeah, if Trump is uh, impeached, we'll all be poor, he says. We'll all be poor. Yeah, I, I mean, what else will happen? We'll all get acne, erectile dysfunction, vaginosis, our farts will stink, uh, we will, we, we won't be able to dance. We won't be able to, uh, you know, we'll have gastritis, arthritis. Uh, it'll, it just, it'll never stop. Well, it'll be nothing left but, uh, regrets and roaches, I suppose. It'll be like the, uh, it'll be a Holocaust. No offense to the Holocaust. But that's, this is who we're dealing with. And that's what I think when Republicans see this, the Republican Party, what do they care, right? They, they, that, that there's a fucking madman sitting in the Oval Office, right? That every person that ever died for democracy is rolling in their graves because of this con man. There is a con man. That's what he is. He's a con man. He's not a successful businessman. He played one on reality TV. If this brain, this brain that couldn't come up with a, a successful idea, that had to, had to just slap his name on other people's ideas. That's what he did. His slap his name on the side of a building or a, a bottle of water. That's, that's the brain that's going to fix this, that's going to save us. What a brain. I, I mean, and there, this is what we have to continuously repeat. And when we call our representatives and senators, that he's illegitimate. Uh, so, you know, every, every time I turn around, we're, we have to hear uh, an interview with some, whatever, uh, some Trump supporter, uh, what they think. Oh, they, will they ever abandon him? No, they're a cult. Let's get it clear. There's always going to be that, whatever, 30% of morons that think Trump can do no wrong, that there is a witch hunt against him, that he's not a traitor. That even, although all signs say otherwise. They've been, that's why Republicans co-opted the media. And all the while whining about liberal media, liberal media, liberal media, while they were taking over. You know, Fox News, they've done studies on Fox News. It makes its viewers less informed than people who watch absolutely no news at all. And now, in the days of Edward R. Murrow, that would be the cause for firing. The, the entire newsroom would be fired. If they were concocting stories that made people less informed, that means they're not just stupid. They're not ignorant. They're not just ignorant of what's going on. They're not just malinformed. They're, they're, well, I guess that's malinformed. Yeah, they're malinformed. They're misinformed. They're malinformed. They believe things that aren't true. 
So people who just in their daily lives walking around who watch absolutely no news at all have a better understanding of reality and what's going on than people who watch Fox News who are being misled and lied to. They, they're, these are the, the dumbasses who think that Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza, pizza parlor. See, I can't even talk. Think about that. That's what I'm I'm talking about. These idiots who thought that Hillary, they were so, they're so fucking easily led. Excuse me for cursing. I don't know. Whatever. Sorry. That they're so easily led that they, some, that they think that, um, you know, like from a tweet, they, they, some idiot, some mentally ill person went to this pizza parlor to break up a, a child sex ring from Hillary Clinton, some Hillary Clinton. Said. Meanwhile, right here, right now in the United States, children are being ripped from the arms of their mothers, right? Oh, although that was supposed to stop. And the, the Republican Party, the Trump, the so-called Trump administration was supposed to reunite. They missed the deadline from the courts to reunite parents with their children. This is how evil they are. Because they are destruct destroyers. They can't create anything. They're not progressives, obviously. They can't do anything. They can't move forward. All they can do is destroy. So they destroy this. They rip people apart. They're good at that. They're good at creating chaos and evil and pain and, and destruction. But they're not good at healing and bringing people together and really making America great, really making life worth living. So they're, they, you know, they'll, they'll lose their shit when they find, when they think Hillary Clinton's running a child sex ring out of the basement of a pizza parlor. But you know, they, as they'll dance around like giddy little demons in a movie I saw from the seventies, whatever. Uh, when they think about children being ripped from their mother's arms. But the, the, you see, as far as the children go who are being ripped from the arms of their families, they're, they're not real people, you see. They're not humans. They're brown. They got they, Their pigment is a little darker. So that's how dumb they are. They're so, there's nothing dumber than racism. That's another thing. It just—it's so stupid. They're so stupid. Somebody is darker than you. You got a darker pigment. So let's—you know—you're this. You're an N-word. You're—you know—they're—they—they have—they're so, so limited. Their mindset is so small. They can barely see past their own eyelashes. So how can you lead a country if you're blind? You can't. You can't. You need the adults to get back in charge. And some people are just unfit. They're fundamentally unfit to function in a, in a democracy. They can't do it. That's why they prefer a big daddy to save them from the scary, complex world of others who don't know their place. That's what it's about. So they, uh, so what was I going to say? So Jeff Sessions, apparently, he, uh, you know, they don't like him for doing what the only honorable thing he's ever done, which is recusing himself from this Russia investigation. Now, oh, no collusion. Where's the collusion? Where's the collusion? This moron keeps yelling to his Nuremberg rallies. It's like, where's the collusion? 
Um, it's we. I guess it doesn't even matter. You see, we have him on tape. First of all, the there's so many things going through my head right now. So he's he went on Fox News like a little baby who needed his diaper change, and they all were talking about how uh, it's you know the FBI is out to get him now. You see, that's how it is. It's like it's not forget Occam's razor that we have a traitor in the White House, a agreed centered traitor because. You know what we've seen for years. You're not. You don't have to be um, Inspector Clouseau to to figure out what's going on. You just have to look with your own eyes and have a memory of what the hell's been going on for for as long as we've had to endure Trump in the public eye. He's been a con man. That's we know this. There. This is a documented history. Of a con man, he's been ta- he's been brought to task before. He's went bankrupt. He's had the fucking banks had to put him on an allowance. This is how much he sucks with money, and he likes to spend other people's money. And he's a crook, so because he steals from people, and most most of all, just like everybody he surrounds himself with, he steals from the American people. Now, when you don't pay your taxes, you're not smart. Like he likes to say, you're a thief. You are sucking on the government teeth, and you don't even have the courtesy to say thanks. It's like jumping the turnstiles and taking the subway. You're, you know, for free. You're not paying your fair share. And all these morons who whine about other people taking and not paying their fair share or whatever, or, you know, makers and takers, that's what they, that's Donald Trump. He's a taker, he's not a maker. He's never made anything in his life. He's a taker. And so every time you drive down the road and all the the services that we have come to that that come to define what a civilization is. You know what I mean? So like every day when I make my coffee, I go and I pour the the water out of the tap and uh, you know, I do run it through a filter, but I, you know, I don't I trust that when I drink that coffee, I'm not going to have explosive diarrhea because big government were, uh, you know, they inspected the water and there's standards that it's not just coming from a sewer, that there's a certain level of regulation that ensures that we're not drinking sewer water or parasites, that we're not going to get sick from it. This is that's what it means to live in a civilization. And when I ride down the road, it's not littered in potholes. It's it's paved. It's that there's a functioning society happening. We're not just living in a in a uh, well. I mean, now in in the United States because they because of our tax policies, there are many places that they're just ripping up the asphalt on roads. I've uh, I've I hear in Texas and different places that's what they're doing because they don't they're not funding government properly. You know, we don't have money. We have money to funnel into the pockets of the rich, but we don't have money to make a functioning society. And uh, how long that's going to last is really up to us because it's a it's about priorities and Right now, I guess the priority number one is to excise these grifters and con men from our government, from the government that we were entrusted with, and uh, we let it we let it get away. But so that's why we're we got to stay up, 
stay woke, stay involved, as as tiring as it is, as exhausting as it is. Because if this is it, this is the time, this is the the test. We don't have, it's not going to, we don't have a lot of time to get it back. Because if we don't get it back now, it's done. You think that we could survive eight years of this? We could barely get through a year and a half. So, okay, Jeff Sessions, uh, apparently, <laughs> I keep getting to something I, 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 I just wanted to say that, you know, um, it's so funny because it turns into this long rant and, uh, I never get to the point, but the, uh, basically I wanted to say, because with the thing I was, uh, and obviously it's all, it's, uh, it's unfolding right before our eyes because Twitler can't stop tweeting. You know, we don't call him Twitler for nothing, but he's bugging out because he knows that he's, he knows that he's dead to rights. They, that he knows what Cohen knows. He knows what he did. We just know what we know. Mueller knows it all. We better believe it. He, he's seen the tax returns. He knows that he is a grifter and a, and a Putin puppet. Oh my God. Please, Mr. Mueller, hurry, hurry. But Jeff Sessions, you know, the one honorable thing he does, recusing himself, is uh, that's the one thing that's, that is the bridge too far for Twitler and the, and the Republican Party. That's, that's how corrupt they are. And, he, and, tr- and Trump is a, he's such a, a liar. He's such a fake and a phony that everything from his you're fired shtick, right? He's supposed to be this tough businessman making these great deals. He never made a goddamn great deal in his life. This guy sucks at business. That's why his casino went bankrupt. Because he's such a baby. He likes shiny baubles, right? So he he packed this this casino in Atlantic City with all these fancy uh, overpriced items. He would pay top dollar and above. He would pay retail for shit. And, uh, you know, oh, he liked this chandelier. Uh, oh, it didn't matter. He would just tell his people, go get it. And no matter what, they would overcharge him. Because he sucks at business. He's not a negotiator. He doesn't know how to haggle. He doesn't know how to make great deals. That's a lie. And the the story of his, the Taj Mahal, He and he marketed it as the eighth wonder of the world. Of course, it was just some shitty hotel and, and uh, casino in Atlantic City that was aimed at sucking people's Social Security checks from their pockets. Uh, so uh, the the fact is he had an accountant that because uh, anybody who's not a grifter has to go. But the but the accountant ran the numbers and told Trump this casino is going to be broke in a month. It's it's gonna by the by the end of the month it's not going to be turning a profit. It, this casino in order to turn a profit, this casino has to lose they uh, basically people have to lose a million dollars a month which is ridiculous they don't lose that in monte carlo so you're not going to get the busload of retirees coming up from new york to atlantic city on a on a day trip playing the nickel slots they're not going to lose a million dollars and what did trump do he fired the guy and then he sued him (laughs) For, for libel or something. Of course, the guy won because he was telling the truth. And 
of course, the casino went bankrupt immediately. It was, it's just this boondoggle. And, but Trump likes to create these big ass press events and take pictures in front of them and have a lot of pretty women around him. And, uh, because that's who it makes him who he is, that he's a narcissist. He has nothing. He is zero. He's an empty narcissistic shell of a loser of a man. And the worst fear of his is that we all know it. The fact is we do know it. Not everybody knows it clearly, but the dumbasses who support him don't know it. They think he's, he's really draining the swamp. He has surrounded himself with the worst crooks. They don't, they, they even suck at being crooks because they just can't stop getting caught. They're so ostentatious with their criminality. It's, they, they don't know how to play it cool, you know? Like, uh, so, uh, well, before I go into that, the, so, you know, Jeff Sessions, he, apparently he's being browbeat into retire, not retire, or quitting or whatever, because Trump, uh, uh, you know, because Jeff Sessions went to the, the White House the other day, and, uh, and Trump never brought it up. But all over the news, he's saying how disappointed he is. Why would he recuse himself? What kind of man is this who recuses himself? He only hired him because he was loyal. He was on the campaign. What kind of man is this that recuses himself? One that is following the law. What kind of man? You know, think about that. That's what he, he wants somebody who is corrupt. Meanwhile, all Twitler's tweets, he's going off on Robert Mueller and, and uh, Comey and uh, saying how Robert Mueller and James Comey, they're best friends. There's so many conflicts there. It's, uh, it's uh, really unfair. It's so unfair, right? That's, isn't that the same thing that he's whining about with Jeff Sessions? So he's whining that Jeff Sessions wasn't his best friend. Meanwhile, he's saying that Comey and Mueller are best friends, and that's a conflict. It's and the Republicans all over media in the government they they shut their mouths, and well, in the media, they're the uh, you won't even believe it. So I, I, it's disgusting. But you know, I mean, what else is what else can they do, right? Of course, it's disgusting. It's like it's it's what it's like expecting a fish not to swim and birds not to fly for a Republican not to be a disgusting propagandist. And so on Fox News, uh, I just, I captured this clip. Is, uh, cause, uh, so the campaign finance that um, Comey, not Comey, what's his name, Cohen, pled guilty to was paying off a porn star, one of them. And just think of that, Trump and poor Stormy Daniels. I mean, I know, I know that she's been banged like a broken screen door for, for decades, but uh, it's like, honey, um, that, is a, that is a shame. Because you know Trump sucks in bed. You know he's a horrible, despite the propaganda. You, I don't know if you guys remember back, back in the day, one of the famous things that Trump did, because all he is is a, is a grifter and a comment, was that during his divorce from his first trophy wife, because she made the mistake of g getting older, uh, and he, so he got with Marla Maples, and she was he was losing the press war. That's that's because that's all that matters, and because she was being seen as a sympathetic character in this in this whatever, and. Um, 
So uh, he planted a story in the New York Post. The headline was uh, the best sex I ever had. And from uh, that's what Marla Maples apparently said. But that was Trump. He said that's what he said. Uh, He said that Marla had said it was the best sex that she ever had. And that and how it turned about was that uh, he was like, hey, didn't you say you that was the best sex I ever had? And she was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, okay. You know that Trump sucks in bed because you can't be good in bed if you're a selfish piece of shit. So um, I would think uh, all signs, you'd know that that's, that's not the only place where he goes in and he's just giving and caring and loving. No, he's, you're just there to as a as a receptacle for his tiny penis basically and that's it you're there to service his tiny penis and his tiny ego to you're there as a as an entity and as a as an object that's it just like all his trophy wives they they are there to make him look good nothing else and that's what be it's the true mark of a sociopath. Wait, hold on a second. I'm getting a text. Can you send me the link? Oh, uh link this Julie Larson is coming on the show in the next hour. And not next hour. And now it's gonna be in the yeah, in the next hour after um can I I'm, and she's texting me to send her the link to the show. Can I send her the link? I'm on the air. But anyway, Julie Larson is a writer, producer. She's a uh, right. She wrote for Drew Carey. Uh, yeah, Drew Carey, Dharma and Greg. She was on the. She was one of the improvs, improv people, whatever. The comedian, the a comedic, comedic actor, on uh, what was it? Uh, Whose line is it anyway? I wish you would have asked me for this link before I was on the air because it certainly makes things a lot easier when I'm not in the middle of something. I'll have to do it during the break. Anyway, uh, all right. So, but so he's trying to browbeat. So Twitless trying to browbeat. It's like he's like a little bitch, right? This is what it reminded me of when, um, and no offense to little bitches because a lot of little bitches turn into nice, respectable people. They grow up. But he reminded me of like like a high school Heather, you know. He's uh, talking about uh, sessions behind his back. He's tweeting about him. He's uh, he's trying to gather um, like all the other Heathers to make them all turn against sessions and like little like a little clique of bratty bitches in high school. Uh, and he's trying to browbeat him into resigning. And uh, <clears throat> but when he go- when Sessions goes to the White House in the uh, you know to see him face to face, he says nothing because that's who Trump is. He's a coward. He's not a he's not a ma- he's not a man. I mean, I hate to say that as a as a feminist and a woman. It's not to be sexist, but he, you know, whatever that means, he's not he doesn't have a spine. He's not he's all of the 
all of his so-called selling points are bullshit. Even his he's he's got no balls basically to sit there like he's a little coward. And when somebody does get fired in the ha- in the White House, he runs. He's he can't deal with it because he is a whiny little weasel, and everything that he is is a lie. So. And there you go. So they're all. So the one thing that that Sessions did that that can be commended is the only thing that he's pissed is, is the thing that it will will be his demise in the Trump administration. So that says it all. That just says it all. And and the Republicans are all going on board. This is who. This is how a republic dies. You see, and it's it dies with. Uh, has a lot of um, it dies through cowardice. It dies because the those that are entrusted to stand up and represent that the the oaths that they take to protect and defend the Constitution to represent the people they don't they're they're they are violating their oaths. And okay, so we talk about uh, the people that know them by the company they keep. Um, so you had the first guy who, who supported Trump. He it came out, you know, he's a crook, right? Now we have this Duncan Hunter. He's the second guy that came out to support Trump, and he, is, of course, is a crook. That's what they do. They're all full of shit. So Duncan Hunter of, but there. This is what's so dangerous about Trump is that he's he um, was saying that. Uh, it's the deep state that's against him. It's not that he's stealing money from the American people because apparently, you know, he's he's got the receipts, you see. He's just, he's a grifter too. So he knows that he can, he, he abuses the privileges of his office. And if he just writes down, oh, well, I went to uh, here, I spoke to somebody on uh about whatever X, Y, and Z, and he'll charge up uh, big dinners, uh, clothes, trips, whatever. And then he'll use he tried to use um, a trip to a navy base apparently as a, as his cover for his trip to Italy on the American taxpayers' back. These makers and takers, right? Now you better believe that Duncan Hunter is a true Republican and. I'm sure, I don't know, I don't have his voting record in front of me, but I would bet my retirement that this sucker was voting against, he was against Obamacare, wanted, uh, and, uh, you know, every time, at every chance would vote to cut your retirement, to cut your lifestyle, to make your life brutish and short. You see, this is who they are. That's a patriot? You're fe- no, a patriot isn't just somebody that stands up and salutes the flag, like a, a, like a, some kind of North Korean, uh, you know, s- sycophant. It's somebody who protects and defends not just the Constitution, but the other people in this country. That's what it means to show some pride in being an American, is that we live in a country that's diverse and has color and is strong enough that it respects the uh, the other cultures and other types of human beings. You know, there's nothing wrong. You know, it's so weak and tiny 
to to be so afraid of everything and to take some pride in knowing that this is what I would like in for this country that we have a country that uh you know where nobody goes hungry where people can retire what that it's humane that we treat other creatures with uh, the humane dignity they deserve that we protect each other that we're, that everybody gets a living wage that that's what that's what it means to uh, love your country not just standing blindly for the for the flag while some grifter runs away with your bank account with the ta- who's tax dodging i mean this the everything that republicans stand for is vile it's not smart you're not it doesn't make you smart to be a tax dodger it just makes you a crook and anybody that gets up there these morons these maga morons these uh and and cheers this idiot for dodging taxes you're a sucker. That's what they are. But um, I was watching. Um, well, I didn't watch it. I saw the clip of this. The, I can't stand Fox News. I can only take so much. And uh, Waters, what's his name? Waters World, Jesse Waters. This is. I wanted to just play his excuse because now it's uh, Trump paying a porn star. He was doing it for the highest altruistic reason. He's, he was really doing it for his wife. Listen to this. Now, there is nothing wrong with paying a woman to not say something which could be personally damaging to you or to your family. If he pays this money out of his personal piggy bank so she keeps quiet, that is not a legitimate campaign expenditure. And John Edwards faced the exact same thing. Prosecutors went after him because some rich folks gave him $700,000 to cover up his affair and protect his wife. It went to the jury, and the jury said, you know what, this had nothing to do with a political campaign political campaign that had everything to do with trying to save his reputation and his marriage. So the law is actually on Donald Trump's side on this. I don't see this going anywhere except politically damaging the president. He's wasting a ton of political capital dealing with these massive amounts of investigations and the criminalization of politics. And it really is starting to take a toll on him. And it's just it's disappointing and it's sad. Yeah, it's so sad when a grifter can't pay off his porn star without the fake news getting all up in his his grill about it. I mean, he's just doing it for his wife to protect his wife. There's nothing wrong with paying a porn star with campaign funds because it is the, it is all from the campaign. Trump is a grifter, okay? We know that. And th- to watch these Republicans twist themselves into into these contortions, it's embarrassing. I, I, I don't understand. I wonder sometimes, uh, I, it, it really kind of upsets me, obviously, but I how they live with themselves. They really do. They really think that is is that what he believes? I guess, uh, you know, people can justify the most heinous of crimes. They can justify this asshole, and everything is oh well. Uh, you know, everybody does it. You know, so the I thought that 
Trump was going to Washington to drain the swamp. But now you see, according to these grifters and their enablers and their propagandists, that it's the swamp, you see, that's coming to stop Trump from getting away with his crimes. So the swamp is the problem, right? According to Republicans, it's the people that are after Trump for paying his porn star with the in the campaign. Uh, you see what I'm saying? It's how can they live with themselves? I mean, it's uh, let me see if I have another one. I just let me just play this this uh, Duncan Hunter. He he's the uh, number three uh, endorser of this fucking con man, and uh, it's not. Um, that he's a grifter, it's that the deep state is out to get him. Hold on. Partisan, biased Department of Justice employees um, that are doing it to Trump, they're doing it to me. This is political, period. This is, a, this, is, this is the U.S. government, uh, what I would call the deep state, or folks in the U.S. government that don't care what the election does. They, they want to rig the election their own way. That's unbelievable. You see how dangerous that is? Now, how will we ever get back to normality after this? So it's not that – you see, we're supposed to live in a, in, a, in a nation of laws. And when you're a crook and the law, the long arm of the law finally catches up to you and you whine that it's a deep state conspiracy out to get you, that's what it is, out to get you because you're – you're so important. Then all that stuff, all the trail of your crimes that, that we have records of that are on, that we have texts of, and we know where you were at all these times, that that all exists. That's, but that's a conspiracy to get you because you're what? Giving uh, tax breaks to the wealthy? I mean, the Republicans, now we saw what Trump said, that Trump said that he... If we could impeach him, we'd all be poor. And, but for what the hell has he done? He's made us poor. He's funneled more money into the arms and, and greedy clutches of people who don't need it. That's not how you make everybody rich. You make people, well, you, you stimulate the economy from the bottom up. But that's, reality has no place in a in a fascist dictatorship and that's why it's so dangerous how are we going to get this back i i wonder i really do it's this can't go on like this and we can't have a, a corporate media interviewing people and uh go as if this is normal trying to to wonder pondering constantly about how well will this is Trump finally being presidential will the will the majesty of the office finally make him the president we all want him to be we want him to be successful that's another thing that gets me when i hear we want him to be successful what is success giving more money to the rich that's all they're doing St voter suppressing Making sure that uh, everybody knows their place, that black people have, uh, you know, that they're that 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 they could be shot by being pulled over for a broken taillight and nothing happens, is that that's success to them? That women can't have control over their own bodies, 
that we go back to times that we left in the dung heap of history for a freaking reason. <sighs> All right, everybody. How are y'all doing? Good, good. You good? <clears throat> All right. I know it's stressful. I'm stressed. Look at me. I'm exhausted. But I'm glad you're all here. So thank you for hanging out. I'm going to take a break, guys. And on the other end, so basically we take a break. And it's going to be about eight minutes. And when we get back, um, I will have Julie Larson on the line. And we'll also open up the phones if you guys want to talk to us. And uh, who and anybody else want to call in. That's it, too. Maybe Poppy will call in. Who knows? I don't know. I hope everybody's doing well. So do me a favor. Review on iTunes. That helps. If you can, also donate RDT Daily. Anybody who donates above $20 gets a grab them by the midterms window cling. And we're going to have a shop soon. So there'll be some cool swag with Francis Jr. Jr. on it. And also, what else? Uh, Donate to Progressive Voices. These are your... I keep hitting myself with this microphone. I'm sorry. Um, These are your marching orders. And, okay, I'm going to take a break. I'll see you in about eight minutes. All right, my name is Tara Devlin. This is Tara Buster. Be right back. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Hurricane Lane is a very serious storm. Hawaii braces for rare impact from powerful hurricane. I'm getting rid of some of these ridiculous rules and regulations which are killing our companies, our states, and our jobs. EPA admits Trump's replacement for the clean power plan will kill thousands of Americans. Plus... The ruling by the D.C. Circuit Court counters efforts under the Trump administration to delay environmental regulations first introduced by former President Barack Obama. Some good news. The Trump administration keeps losing environmental court cases. All of that good news and bad straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes. Minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We're canceling Obama's illegal anti-coal destroying regulations. Oh, shut up. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I hope our friends listening in Hawaii have battened down the hatches. It looks like this storm could be pretty bad. Yes, Hawaii Governor David Ige has issued an emergency proclamation closing schools and mobilizing resources in preparation for significant impacts from powerful Hurricane Lane, which could potentially make a rare direct hit on the island chain. Hurricane Lane has already entered the record books. Lane reached Category 5 on Tuesday, becoming only the second Category 5 hurricane in recorded history to pass within 350 miles of the state, 
That's according to the National Weather Service. So this is very rare that Hawaii uh, gets hit by hurricanes at all, correct? That is correct. And so I know there are actually not enough storm shelters in Hawaii, so we're just uh, hoping everyone can stay safe over the next few days. Meanwhile, we now have more information on the Trump Environmental Protection Agency's proposal to replace the clean power plan, President Obama's first ever carbon emission standards for U.S. power plants. The Trump scheme is another attempt to bail out the polluting coal industry. So, of course, they're going to call it the affordable clean energy rule. But Conrad Schneider, advocacy director of the nonprofit group Clean Air Task Force, tells the Green News Report that the Trump EPA's own data outright states that the Trump plan will actually harm more Americans by increasing air pollution. They admit that the change from the Obama plan to their proposal would result in 1,400 unnecessary premature deaths per year by 2030. So that's thousands and thousands of Americans who would die prematurely under the Trump plan whose lives would have been saved under the Obama plan. Just to be clear, the EPA's mandate is to protect public health. But wait, there's more. Remember how the Trump administration recently proposed weakening vehicle mileage and emission standards? I do. Internal emails show the administration had been warned by its own transportation experts that the rollback would actually increase annual highway deaths. Top officials knew that and proposed it anyway. So they know their new plan for coal plants is going to kill people. They know their new uh, scheme to decrease mileage efficiency standards will kill people. And yet the Trump administration proposes this anyway? Yes, they do. Who exactly do they think the Environmental Protection Agency is supposed to protect? But there is some good news. In just the last few weeks, the federal courts have delivered scathing rebukes to the Trump administration's efforts to roll back environmental protections. We already told you about the federal appeals court ordering the Trump administration to ban all uses of the toxic pesticide chlorpyrifos within 60 days. Then a federal judge in Montana dealt yet another setback to the controversial Keystone XL pipeline from Canada. The judge ordered the Trump State Department to do a new full environmental impact study on the pipeline's revised route, which will further delay construction. Then a district court in South Carolina overturned the administration's attempt to delay the Obama-era Waters of the United States rule for failing to follow public comment procedures. Also known as the Clean Water Rule, it is now in effect protecting the drinking water in 26 states. Then the D.C. Court of Appeals ordered the administration to immediately implement Obama's chemical safety rule for chemical facilities that were put in place after the deadly 2013 West Texas fertilizer explosion. The court said the Trump EPA delay, quote, makes a mockery of the statute. And then the D.C. court also rejected the EPA's bid to stall rules governing toxic coal ash waste ponds, agreeing with environmental groups that the Obama-era regulations on coal ash waste do not go far enough to protect drinking water. It's kind of weird that losses for the EPA are now considered a win for the environment and public health, but here we are. Here we are, and it's a reminder how the constitutional Article Three courts right now are saving us and why it's so important that folks pay attention to what may be about to happen on the U.S. Supreme Court, who could overturn all of those rulings if Brett Kavanaugh is seated on the court. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. 
I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. Please help progressive voices support the Green News Report by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1970. That was the day that the United Farm Workers went out on strike against California lettuce growers. The United Farm Workers had led a successful boycott against grape growers that had drawn national attention to the harsh working conditions and low pay of those who harvested our nation's food. In an effort to keep the United Farm Workers from organizing lettuce workers, some of the growers had signed contracts with the Teamsters Union. The United Farm Workers argued that these contracts did not represent the workers' best interests. As thousands of workers went on strike, Cesar Chavez called for a national boycott of all non-union lettuce. In the lead-up to the strike, an estimated 4,000 workers attended a meeting in Salinas, California. One worker, Antonio Segredo, explained the importance of the action. Rael Macaredo, voice of the Farm Worker Newsletter, reported his words, quote, Let the people and the government of the United States know that we are ready to work, but that we must have what we ask. It isn't very much. We don't ask the impossible, only that they look upon us as human beings. We have the same ambitions that they do. We have families. We have rights. Why must they continue to treat us like beasts of burden and look for a thousand ways to bring us down? That December, Cesar Chavez was jailed for leading the boycott. Putting pressure on the growers through encouraging the public to boycott non-union harvested food was a key tactic for the farm workers' movement. It impacted the bottom line of the growers and moved them to sit down at the bargaining table. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and the Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on the Twitters at Labor History in Two. Welcome back. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you guys for hanging out every Saturday evening from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. here at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels and on Progressive Voices and GDPR Revolution 99 and everywhere else that uh, the show is growing. And we do have a, not a lot of uh, we have got, we have a lot of regulars that come every week, and I want to thank you all. And it makes me really. Uh, makes me really want to do this and i'm excited to see where where this show goes so thanks and and so there you go um please donate i know i'm annoying uh donate to the rdt daily facebook page and uh well uh, anybody who donates above twenty dollars gets this grab you grab him grab them by the midterms window cling and the, and please donate to Progressive Voices so we can stay on the air and keep growing and fight these fascist bastards uh, till our last breath. That's what I'm going to do. Why not, right? All right, so on the phone. Now, I want you guys to call in if you want to call in, but we have a very great guest as opposed to every other guest. Now, we have a lot of great guests. I'm very happy. Uh, on the phone, l- let me see if this... 
we have Julie Larson. And I know that you've seen Hello. Julie. Hi, Julie. Um, let me do the, your, your intro. So I know you've seen Julie Larson's work. You may not have, you've, you've seen her, you've seen her work. You, she's a big time TV writer. Okay. Wrote for Dharma and Greg, the Drew Carey show. She is, uh, she created Chelsea Handler's show. The, uh, are you there, Chelsea? And she's performed with Second City, The Groundlings. Uh, she was with Whose Line Is It Anyway for 17 years. She's traveled the world entertaining the troops. Right? I mean, this is a very great yeah. person. That's pretty cool. How'd you do it? This is Julie. <laughs> How'd you do that, Julie? Shit, my life sucks. Hello. <laughs> You see how I made well, that about I, me? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm hot. I, I just, I slept my way to the top. That's okay. good. Well, that works. <laughs> no, to the middle. I slept my way to the middle. <laughs> the middle works too. I know. And you, I mean, I went to your house. You, you have a nice house by the beach. I like it. Yep. It's And you have a yeah, nice Yeah, it's really dog. fun. Mm-hmm. So. It's little. It's little. It's a little bungalow. It's good. It's great. great. I know. It's not, uh, mm -hmm. it's perfect, especially it's in walking distance to the beach. I mean, that's awesome. I, that's why I, when I went to your house, I was like, why the hell do I live in Queens? This sucks. So anyway. Uh, that's very cool, too. Come on. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, Think it's about just, world history. Right. Well, I was born here, not in Queens. I was born in Brooklyn, and uh, I, it feels like home to me. So I don't know. I, I think New York has like an mm -hmm. energy to it. That California doesn't have, but California has great weather, so you have a speed there. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're all it's, we're all going to hell anyway. So what's it matter? Um, I wow. <laughs> sometimes I get in these <laughs> moods, as you know. That uh, as gets, I know, right? It gets a little depressing. That um, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because the thing that you suffer from is so funny. <laughs> that you know we all enjoy it everybody loves to listen to you because um it's enjoyable but it's got to be hard you know? oh, i know i know your world order but right. uh you know i agree with you on a lot of things as you know and mm -hmm. and on some things we differ that's you know right like in what things do we differ? Why, why don't you say what in which ways do we differ? no i don't want to i'm not arguing with you no we're not arguing are you talking about your you were for hillary and i was for bernie that kind of thing yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, not any big deal. Yeah, I I voted this. That's exactly. It's not any. I, obviously, I voted for Hillary, and when Hillary became the nominee, I wholeheartedly supported her, and in fact, made it a point when the show was an hour long, like to have people on the show that supported her. And I think you were on the show yeah. back then. Yeah, at that I, time. Mm -hmm. Was so, I on yours? You were on the show, but it was uh, smaller. At oh the yeah, time. I was. Mm hmm. And um, it was like just those four guys. I wonder if they're still there listening. Right. Exactly. It was basically that. And, and uh, I also I had yeah I had um, I just wanted to I, I I wanted to give those voices the platform. It wasn't about at the, when Hillary became the nominee. No, no, it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, and I heard I, it a bunch of times. I really when I'm free, I, I listen. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate that. But yeah, no, this is, Yay. this is, uh, we're not, I, I feel like it would be so much better for my mental health to, to be pushing Hillary to the left than it would be to 
uh, than it is fighting fascism is. And uh, I, I yeah. never no, this has had a big effect on all of us. I mean, this, you know, it's like um, this time period has had a big effect because we, we do come from a pretty dreamy place. I mean, we come from the, mm. you know, the enlightenment. We come from, right. you know, yes. Emerson and mm-hmm. Thoreau and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, my God. Right. So horrible. Right. And what do you think they would think? That's what I, I think about that, too, because this this, of course, like everything that Republicans talk about, they they talk about, oh, we're uh, we were founded in Judeo Christian. I mean, that is bullshit right there. We were founded from the liberal age of enlightenment and they they have really twisted history where uh, the the people that well, even if you think about Christianity, like Jesus was a badass. I mean, mm-hmm. you know. It's like he would hate the. Oh, he would God. hate this. Right. Of, well, they always say if he came back, I mean, it's they'd, always they'd crucify him again. That's for sure. It's they. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. And the I just never imagined. Now I remember when Trump was elected, or well, he wasn't elected. He was well, even though he received fewer votes. I I have to whatever. Ask, well, it's not whatever. <laughs> I think that. Do you think? Listen, if the if the shoe was on the other foot. We would never hear the end of it. Republicans would never miss the opportunity to, let's say, Hillary won uh, the the electoral college and lost the popular vote. That would be the end. It, they would never stop. They wouldn't even if she won and and uh, you know it, everything. It well, we don't stop on that, do we? I don't I stop, don't. but I think that as far as the Democrats are concerned, I think that they they need to be more forceful about it. It's I don't think. Oh yeah. Everything that the, that this, yeah, Obama spent four years trying to cooperate. That's right. With people who hated him trying to when even people were asking for his birth certificate. I don't blame him. Right. I, you right. know, I mean, like it's a, it's a noble effort, but it's it's yeah. you know. Well, he woke up. A, a friend too of mine late. says mm-hmm. uh, uh, Democrats are like. You know, we're going to have 35,000 bake sales and we're going to raise money and beat you. And they're like, we are going to systematically destroy you with the Russians. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. Well, oh, yeah? Well, we're going to have 36,000 bake sales. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. But the fight between the left and the far left is the one that I'm like, okay. Yeah, well, that's... You guys just busy yourself with that. All right. Yeah, I don't get into that. I don't get into that at all. Mm -hmm. I don't... Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's boring, too. The thing that bothers me, I see a few... This is what... With this... uh, With the Russia thing, I don't understand how... Now there's, like, a segment of people on the left that are like, Russia's a... uh, it's all, uh, you know, it's that it's not, you know what I mean? Like they're siding with, uh, with, with Julian Assange and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't get it. I don't get that at all. Yeah. That's a, that, that, I think that's a, they think of it as a freedom of speech issue. Right. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. that so, which is, is a really complicated, like, I really disagree with a lot of the left on that. Yeah. And, um, with the way they go about it. And I really disagree with, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, that's the thing is that, like, everybody has to agree on everything mm. to be together. So then you get all these people ignoring each other. Mm. My big, like, the big thing I was thinking when I was thinking about talking to you mm-hmm. is an idea I've been thinking about. Because I just read a, a um, biography of FDR. Oh, cool. What was it called? Was fantastic. What's it I don't called? remember. Oh, okay. 
I'm not going to either because I left it on the plane. <laughs> I was in Europe. Oh. And um, but I, so, and I can't remember. That's okay. Don't worry. I didn't mean to distract you. Right. We'll I'm, I'm 57, and I'm and I've done a, a lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of drugs. A lot of drugs. A lot of um, LSD. No, I really actually haven't. I really actually. Haven't. No, I have. Um, <laughs> but I have. I know. <laughs> um, but what? But one thing is like. You know, he was a big champion of the unions. Mm -hmm. And one of his things was, was like, you know, black poor people, white poor people, you don't have to like each other. You have a common interest. Mm -hmm. And it's really in the interest of big business right. for you to fight with each other. Yes. Because you have such a huge common interest. Right. And he, and he was like, don't, don't like each other. That's fine. Yes. Unionize. Get yourselves together. And, like, the thing is, is there's so much talk about people's disrespect and are you a racist or aren't you a racist. I'm from the middle of Illinois. Now, my parents were, like, civil rights people. Like, I had mm -hmm. to march with the Union Grape Growers. Cool. And I'm from, like, a Republican town. That's great. Okay? Mm -hmm. but, um, but I was surrounded, okay? And then, like, in further off, you know, we had a pretty good school system there, but, like, right around us. It's like people, poor people, it's hard to love poor people because mm. and uneducated people, when you have some education, even though you were lucky to get it, right? because they're, you know, their belief systems are built around a lot of myths because mm. they don't have access, right? right? So like my dad, my dad, who was a factory worker and had six kids and incidentally raised a family with his wife staying home. Right. They got good educations. We all had insurance. I mean, that was nice, yeah. right? It was kind of on the back of Europe, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, let me, if I can finish my little rant here. Yeah, please, no. He said, look, he said, when I was a young man, I could read the morning paper and watch the evening news and cast a pretty educated vote. Mm. Because mm -hmm. the FCC worked, mm -hmm. you know, yes. and he said, now you, you have to have a war room to figure out, you know, right. what's this was he's dead. But I mean, this was even during mm -hmm. Bush and whatever, mm -hmm. like since since that's all been ruined, it's really hard for regular people to just get information. And now it's like a hundred times worse. Yes. Right. So in, and there's not and there's not a like um, this truth thing is really the right. scariest thing for me. Yes. But it's like for. For regular people to, to, like, not worry about how they feel, but, like, find common interest. Right. You know? Right. Um, yes. I think that's the, the next step because it's like, look, everybody mm -hmm. wants to take care of their kids. That's right. Everybody wants to, you know, everybody wants a good job. Everybody wants a living wage. Mm -hmm. um, just meet on that, and you don't have to like each other. Right. And you can true. wash yeah. your hands after you're with them. Who gives a fuck? And you know what else? Once people started working together, they started liking That's each other. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then, my uncle didn't want to come to my wedding because there were going to be black people there. Oh God. And they said, "Look, wow. you don't have to. You don't have to dance with them. Right. But you got to come to my wedding." Wow. So he That's came, yeah. and he he's from Wisconsin, and. It was like hating, like, like, you know, it wasn't like a city racist. He didn't, he was so fascinated that he spent his whole time with them. Right, right. Well, that's good. Because yeah. it was like a Martian. <laughs> that's pretty weird. You know, we got to let go of our hate of the white middle of the country. 
Yeah. We got to go, hey, you got to pick yourself up too. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I the end. no, it's not no the end. joke. Just the beginning, really. No, I, I, well, the whole there is a whole racist history of the anti labor movement, and that's what they did. And and I'm sure FDR was aware of that because they <clears throat> would go in and uh, well, this is the 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 founder or the father, let's say, of the right to work, so called right to work movement, it was uh, somebody called Vance Muse, and he was uh they would pass out pamphlets when they would when or when uh companies were trying to organize and say you don't want to call some n-word your brother that was how they would that's how they oh that's what they do that's how Mm -hmm. they keep it and that's what they're doing now Mm -hmm. yep it's the same same thing thing. yep and that's why i now vance muse is he any relation to bullwinkle jay i don't know (laughs) probably hello <laughs> if only they, they were that a shitty one. But on boom. See, as all, if only they were that comical. That's the thing about Trump. Like, I wish that he was just a buffoon, but he's got he's dangerous. No. He is, and and when I watch him say things like, uh, "If I get impeached, everybody's going to be poor," I think that's hilarious. But I also know that there are people that believe it, and. I I I just can't believe what I'm seeing that and there's a whole the whole cottage industry around him propping him up from the insides of well, power as well. When he said that, I did think I, this is like I know this isn't true, but this is what I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, the the Russians and the interests of of that group. It's probably keeping the stock market, which is uh, just insane right yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Propped up to keep the Republicans in. That's right. That's the truth. Definitely. Because I mean, if you're in, you know, whatever you're doing in the stock market, you're like, well, I'm making a lot of money. Right. Right. Like for whatever else is going on, you know, I don't know. It's all chaos, but I'm making yes. a lot of money. Right. Well, if that's all you care about, I understand. You know, there are a lot of people that do, and they don't. They, as long as they, yeah. Can, well, people yeah. are afraid of their own survival because it's mm-hmm. such a weird culture. Yeah. Right. You know. Right. And they. I mean, there's a whole. I don't live in that that world of like super rich people, and I'm sure they they don't. You know, they don't give a shit really. You know, as long as they think, you know, they'll disappear behind the walls of the nobody Andy thinks they're rich. Right. I got a whole bunch of friends who say. It's not the one percent; it's the one percent of the one percent. Right, like, but they're oh, the one okay. percent. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly, it's true. Like but... I don't even have enough money to support my daughter through old age. Right, <laughs> your <laughs> okay. daughter. People right. well, can't get through exactly next the week. Of wrath. Right. <laughs> Some people don't know you're what not, they're fucking doing for dinner. Feeding a starving man with no milk left. Right. That's true. Well, it's well. Yeah. I mean, that's I. I'm not doing that bad myself. I but yeah. No, of course you're not. But I do think you know. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I'm not a rich person. I'm not rich, but I don't want to be. A, I, I mean, I'm like you one of those people that are that worldwide. I, you are. Well, yeah. No, I am. I'm. I don't get like a subsidy on Obamacare and things like that because I'm out of that bracket. But I know. I. But you wanted to be there, for God's sake. No, I'm happy to be there. I was a fucking heroin addict for years. My father was a god. No, you're happy that people can get, if people can get healthcare. That's what I mean. I don't want to live in a country. To me, 
I am, it's upsetting I to know that. Yeah. Well, you've, you've like saved a pigeon. I yes. mean, you're and ridiculous. I, not just one pigeon. You're too either. sensitive. No, that's not too sensitive. In fact, uh, somebody was making fun of me about the pigeon. Well, just joking, not not making, you know, real fun. But say there was a, because an ambulance went by. This is like the day after I saved a pigeon. And uh, they have a, there's a thing in New York. It's called the Wild Bird Front. I'm just telling the audience. And uh, they, that's one thing I love about New York too, is that, I, mean, I love New York, but one other thing is that we do have a place that if pigeons get hurt, you bring it to the Wild Bird Fund, and it's a private, uh, public partnership, and they take care of animals, and they rehab them and send them back. And they know where all the flocks are. There are different flocks in New York. And because people say, oh, pigeons are the rats of the sky, we need pigeons. And also, I I have a lot of respect for pigeons because pigeons are monogamous, they, you know, they mate for life. Wow, all yes. rise for judgmental. Exactly, and they <laughs> <laughs> they raise their chicks together, and they um they live in this, and their flocks are their families basically. And anyway, but and they they know where all the flocks are. So when you bring a pigeon there or an animal, they have to they bring it back to the same area because you can't just like set it free. And it would be like sending you somewhere you don't know where you where you are, and with a whole different culture that doesn't speak your language. Anyway, so when I was when I brought the pigeon to the Wild Bird Fund, I uh, so the next day a friend of mine was like that we we had to get out of the way. There was an ambulance coming, and he was like, "Oh look, another bird." is in trouble and i said i wish but it's gonna have to wait for 17 hours at kelly <laughs> right. well, well i see him right away that's true but you know he was what he was very lucky but i said i wish i lived in a world where ambulances were were uh running through the streets for pigeons as well as humans so anyway that's uh i really do well, too many of us there's yeah, there's a problem. Like human beings, we it's we are parasites. We're not, you know. They say we're the apex apex predator. We're more parasites than predator. If you drop human beings into any area, we will fuck that area up like immediately. So it's oh yeah, yeah. It's not even a debate that we'll we'll just we will uh, destroy all the resources. We'll use all the resources. We're, I mean, we've done that. That's why we need. We need to check each other before we fucking wreck each other. Because that this, we will, uh, will because what will happen is the the Earth is gonna be fine. The, there's that whole Gaia thing, that Gaia principle, where they say that the Earth eventually will shake us off, like you know, like an infection. Well, that's what that's what what's his name, Kurt Vonnegut, said right before he died. Oh, what did he say? He said the same thing. He said the earth is going to shake us off. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because it's like an, a living o- organism. And now it's like, thanks, Kurt Vonnegut. Now that you're going, you're like, well, everyone's going. <laughs> right. Well, that sounds like <laughs> fucking Anne Rand, really. That's what she thought. I hate that bitch anyway. But yeah. uh, that's what she thought. Once she's dead, that that's the end of the world because she'd be dead. But it's sort of like Trump. I mean, no wonder they're all... Uh, they're all they all love that i don't understand they uh you know because ann rand 
she's one of their heroes, but she's she was it's sort of like the the other thing I hate about Republicans is that they are anti humanity in the sense that they because human beings are born to be interdependent. So if you're a rugged individual, quote unquote, like what are you? You're just a dick, really. You're just somebody. You're like a cancer cell. That's a that's in it for yourself, you know, and you're, you're, you're not, but I, uh, anyway, so that's what, that's basically what Anne Rand, you know, gave them permission to all, it all, they wrap their, their, their ideology around the veneer of some kind of legitimacy by, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's Paul Ryan's favorite philosopher. Exactly. Until he was called on it, something happened. I don't remember the whole story now. And then he denied. That's the other thing. It's like you can't believe your eyes. So he denied because Anne Rand was like anti, uh, she was pro-abortion and all that, of course. And, uh, but, so he's supposed to be a good Catholic boy, Paul Ryan. I mean, I hate Paul Ryan. And there's, there's so many reasons. And, the, so we've all fantasized about him, uh, right? Not me. I'm a lesbian. What do you want? I don't. <laughs> he's disgusting. It's not even that. Don't is tell he attractive? What? Get out of here. Well, when he had that beard for a little while, I thought, you know what? I could fix that guy. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, come on. That's like a deal breaker. I like that. Like any that anybody yeah. who is, I don't care how attractive they are physically. I don't, I mean, I think he's gross. No, if, I know. I'm not wait. I'm just joking around. No, I know. I'm just, so, but we're having a conversation. <laughs> so, you know, I just think they, if I don't care how, how that's something that is like, make somebody gross. I mean, it's, Paul Ryan is somebody who, I think he is the personification of what is wrong with this, with the system of government. Because when you think about it, he, not only his, his admiration for Anne Rand, who is a sociopath, she is a textbook sociopath she totally is and in fact i don't know if you knew this that in her diaries in her journals she uh praised i actually wrote an article about this years ago and uh she praised this child murderer called william hickman and that was his name and uh, they called him william hickman because that was his name but he uh (laughs) that he was a murderer of a uh, he murdered a little girl because he wanted to feel the experience of murder right he wanted to and uh he kidnapped her murdered and maybe he needed her kidney for a dying pigeon (laughs) well i don't think that was that's a little that's a bridge too far for me but uh they but he uh he extorted money from her, her father. It's a long story, and it was a horrific story that was in the news at at in her in her youth or whatever. But she wrote about him. She called him a real man who was free of the constraints of uh, of society. Other people don't matter to him, and he doesn't think that uh, why he doesn't you know understand why they should matter to him. Because he's a real man. I mean, this is what this sick bitch wrote, ad- admiring a serial killer, a sociopath, a murderer of a child. And that's who we're shaping government policy around this. And she says, that's why this is, well, you know, she said altruism is evil. And what do you mean altruism? Then go. This is what I don't get. Get out then. Go to a desert island. Get, take your 
freaking self-made, I don't need anybody, rugged individual ass, and get the fuck out. Go and leave society alone. Like I don't understand. If we're so, uh, you don't need other people, they're just a, a burden, then I don't get why they are in society. That's, it's just, you know, they're just here to, uh, you know, uh, use us as parasites or what? I guess just suck profit and discard? I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, so that's my rant. Well. <laughs> anyway, so I have the phones open if anybody wants to call in. 360-777-6007. And if you're... If nobody calls in, I'm going to be so hurt. I know. That's what I say. Educated. I usually say that when, and people call in. when, uh, But, yeah. Anyway, um, nobody's calling. I thought Poppy was going to call in. I don't care. Whatever. So, uh, what else? So what are you doing? I'm having fun like this too. What are you doing right now? I'm doing your show. Like, what, are what are you, you wearing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you wearing now? Um, are you, uh, was, I know you, all right, good. Um, I know that your daughter was working for the Hillary campaign. So, where your daughter's in Norway now? Did you go? To, you went yeah. over there recently. Yeah, it was great. It's really fun. And what is, is she living and, uh, there full time? I don't. I don't understand. She's yeah. I mean, she's there for two years. And what is she doing there? That's what I'm not sure about. Um. Well, she's um. She's the au pair for the royal family of Norway, but I, I ah. really. I don't know that I'm supposed to be saying that. So, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just did. No, it's okay. Nobody's saying um, anything about it. But that's cool. It. She gets to travel around. Just just between, like, the, you know, whatever, the 2000 and us. Wow. Right, right. So that's really cool, though. <laughs> I, I'm just wondering because I, I often think, like, if I lived in Norway or if I lived in a normal, like, a normal society – that I'd probably be a lot happier than I, I, and well, it is a happy place and it, they have great it, social services. I know. And they have great, it's beautiful. People are relaxed. They, you know, your cab know. driver has insurance. I know. And their kids go to college for free and, yep. and they get a subsidy. You got to remember mm -hmm. it's really rich and they mm. share. Yes. It's only 5 million people. You know, there's more Norwegians in the United States than there are in Norway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, such a small country. So, you know, we're complicated. we got a complicated crew here. We do, but I think that uh, we've had yeah. the the right wing. First of all, the, and we know this anyway, just but just through math, that the, the Republican Party represents a minority of the population. It's, they, we are not, we are, totally. yeah. Yeah. I don't know how they became the party of the working class. Yeah. I mean, even their senators. Well, they did it through by divide and conquer. Well, That's they're a patriarchy. It. So, mm -hmm. I That's mean, they're a white patriarch. Right. So, you know, a lot of people are really comfortable with that. Yeah, and they tickle racist I mean, bones, and they and that's what they do. They divide and conquer, and the, it works on a lot of people. And that's why they've they've worked at dismantling the public education system, partly because of they don't want. This is what I've been thinking about a lot too, because they don't want us to have a common story. They don't want us to all. They want us divided, and and they yeah, that's pu the best yeah, public education. 
is a is a danger to that. It threatens that. It's that's why they 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 uh, during Reagan's time they stopped with the uh, making it mandatory to teach civics. And so that they've done this to us over generations. And you know anybody that had any kind of understanding of politics or or would say in the beginning like this is you know you could look and see the future of the end result of their policies and the future it is now but i never thought honestly that uh it would get this bad with trump or with a with a trump i never even with how much i how much i loathe the republicans and everything they stand for i never thought that they would allow some con man some and I guess it does. I guess I'm just showing my naivete in that sense because it's a whole con. Their their entire thing is a con. So of course, yeah, a con man is perfect. They their their whole trickle down is a con. Everything that they they sell is a con. So anyway, what am I saying? Of course, they have a con man, and uh, and you see how how. How fast. I can't believe they're not getting scared, though, as just as people, like of things that can go wrong internationally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I know a lot of, I know a lot of right wingers. You do. It, yes, I do. Is that because hometown. you're in Hollywood or something, or? No, my hometown. Oh, in your hometown, right? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wait, we have a call. Do you want to take a call? I'd love it. All right. We have on the on the line, the screener, it says, Lee in New York City. Hold on. Could be a man or a woman. It's a man. Or both. Or both. Got to be. Yeah, it's a man. <laughs> Lee. Hello, Lee. Caridium. How's you it might been? remember me. We met uh, with Mike I when do. he came to New York City. I remember you. Yes. Mike Malloy, he's talking about. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I've, I've scarred my existence onto your brain, and it will stay there forever. <laughs> yes, you have that but effect, I, I hear. I started calling, <laughs> I started calling because of um, talking about Ayn Rand. Oh, yes. And I actually decided to find out what the big deal was, and I read Atlas Shrugged. I feel bad So what yeah. I got from, no, I want to understand. Yes, of because course. Because I feel that if I don't understand, I can't have a discussion. Right. Right. And what I thought I, yeah, is it's a, she's an amazing writer. That's a oh, I, I really? read it too. Oh, okay. I never read it. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, well what I saw is that she created this utopia. And in the utopia, everyone lives by their own skill. They make their own money. They uh, are wonderful people. Everything you get is because you contribute. So it fits the Republican agenda of I am wonderful. I am great. I'm going to be a success. Everything's going to be wonderful. But there's no school because Mm. obviously there's no children. There's no health care because obviously you wouldn't get people getting old and needing to be taken care of after they can't Uh make money anymore. Right. And the, the protagonist comes up with this energy source. That is just continuing forever and ever and never needs fuel. <laughs> and it just powers his, the whole utopia. Wow. So, you know, everything's wonderful there. Of course, um, this is what they think is going to be great. And the rest of the world just turns off and dies. <laughs> and then they're going to go out and fix everything. And how are they going to fix everything? You don't know, because that's where the book ends. 
Really? Yay! What a great, what a great and ample description in in a really short time, Lee. That's great. Wait, so so what was this energy source? So this energy was just some kind of like magic orb that just shoots energy out or something? Because what the hell are they well, talking about? Of course, it's never described because if you tried to describe it, it would never be working because essentially it's like saying perpetual energy is not enough. I've got something even better than that. <laughs> well, they just it just doesn't surprise me because it's also just another fantasy, like this bullshit fantasy land that they live in where everybody knows their place and it's the, everything that they, that they peddle is based in bullshit. So, of course, they're utopia requires some some magical energy source that well, that doesn't exist of course it's just more bullshit but also the idea of also the idea of um this being great is part of what they've been selling for years and years and years is you are great you don't need government to help you right. you are great so you are going to make your success you're right. going to be a rich person you're going to be just like the wealthiest you're going to be like the smartest and right. um, this is why they say oh yes i like it i want it and they don't realize that it actually takes something to achieve it right. like maybe help Mm -hmm. Like maybe education, that's like right. maybe doctors when you're sick to get you better. That's right. And that's why they're, as I always say, their entire ideology is bullshit because there's never been a human being on this planet that hasn't needed somebody else. So you're full of sh They're just full well, of shit. That's it. It's just the way we're wired. I mm -hmm. felt like Atlas Shrugged was meant to be read. It's just like there's a, there's a comparison to... Um, What's the, uh, well, I'll, I'll have to wait for that. I'm going to go look on my shelf. But as, to read it personally and take personal responsibility for your life right. was kind of like, it's like there's one way to read it like that, and there's another way to read it that the, um, uh, that, the that the culture should be like that. Right. But if you read it from a personal standpoint, it's it's kind of it's kind of a cool book, but um, just the interpretation of it is really gross. And that, you know, like how all the um, all the Republicans love a classical education. Mm. Like the, there's a school called St. John's. That's where my daughter went. And it's mm -hmm. all classic. It's classics, and you end up with a dual masters of uh, philosophy and mathematics. Mm -hmm. And so they start with Socrates, and they go up to like. Eh, um, uh, like the 1950s or stuff. Mm -hmm. But the Republicans love it because they read the classics in a different way. Like when they look at the way Socrates they, was, they, they see, they say... <laughs> Who's what? reading... Who, what Republican is reading Socrates? <laughs> well, you don't read... You read... Um, I'm blanking. So bad. Reading the... Uh, old person. It's okay. Um, who did... Who... What? What were you saying? I'm sure that they're reading the cliff notes. Right. I mean, you know, no, no, but no. They could, they, there's summary. some really educated people that think that when when we when it's talked about in very early philosophy that you know if you want there's a utopia that's possible on Earth, mm -hmm. but if you want mustard or if you want a couch or if you want your own goat, then you're going to have to defend it, and then you're going to have to and then you. He just keeps adding things. Right. Um, 
And so he just keeps adding and adding and adding, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want this, if you want that. So they're like, of course we want all that. So we have to have armies and we he says, you have to have armies and you have to have this, you have to have that. Right. But liberals read that from the standpoint of, oh, I don't need mustard. Mm. And conservatives read it like, oh, so we, okay, let's get our army. Let's get our... <laughs> right, right. It's just two different readings of well, the they, same thing. Well, they, I think that they, it's Republicans have, or conservatives, it's really conservatives, not just Republicans. They have, they are very, I I know, I mean, not just my noticing, but there's studies that Republicans are fear-based. That they they actually they that they they did these yeah. brain they brain they did brain studies, and that Republicans had larger. They could tell their political ideology by the by the size of their amygdalas, which are the fear centers in the brain. So they have their. I and I think that as we were developing as as a species, that was we needed to be afraid. At, 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 we needed to be tribal. Sure. We needed to be like, oh, what was that uh, noise in the bushes? Or, and, but at this point, with in a world where we are diverse, where we are overcrowded, where there's, uh, it's a very small world at this point, and it, it, those qualities aren't, um, they're not advantageous anymore. You you can't be tribal in a in a in this in a nation of 320 million diverse people in a nation of immigrants it's so they're against really whatever they're doing is i mean it's never gonna they're never going to succeed because what what they want requires that other people devalue themselves and it's uh it's just never gonna yes once you have slave you know once you have certain needs then you have to have slaves you know, that's just how that works, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so you just have to kind of pare it up. But who pares down their needs so that they don't buy? You know, there's some people that do, but not well, very many that don't buy I things mean, that are made by slave labor. Right. It's like it's really hard, you know, in a in a world that's big. But in a healthy democracy, mm-hmm. it's basically the Democrat, you know, the liberals saying the kid needs braces and the – conservatives saying, yeah, well, how are we going to pay for it? Right. Well, that's the other thing. So then that's a healthy argument, you know? Well, that's true, but, but they, they never... hate each other. They can't have, and, and the Republicans aren't doing that. They're not, I don't consider them conservative. Right. Because they're not looking out for the greater good. And they're not conservative. Really, I mean, right. There's nothing to, cons- what does it mean to be a conservative now? It just means to be like loyal to Trump. I was actually reading, I wasn't reading, I was listening to the book on tape, the Rick Wilson's book, the everything that Trump touches dies. And, uh, you know, he was saying that, uh, you know, now the Republican Party, they, oh, well, what he was, one of the things that he, that struck me that was annoying was he was saying that uh, he, he was making an argument for Democrats to move to the center and how, uh, Demo- how um, he was saying uh, Democrats selling uh, free stuff is never going to work because how are you going to pay for it? That that annoys the shit out of me because they you yeah never, well people are so rich yeah it's, it's like ridiculous you, you never they don't hear, have to pay taxes right you never hear when they when they're funneling more money to the top how you're gonna pay for it or you know Trump's no. Trump's Trump's tax giveaway to the rich which is doing everything we said it would do and this is why they're they're full of shit again because they're going around and saying like how's your tax break 
to these morons that that they they have created the a wider gap between the rich and poor. And now what we said was going to happen, which these companies are they're buying back their own stock, which inflates the stock prices. That it's all it's all a sleight of hand. It's a game that they're playing, and they're it's like they're trying to grab as much money as they can while they can. But they're not creating anything. They're not just inflating stock prices. Buying when companies buy back their own stock, they're not creating anything. They're not creating a job. They're not giving somebody a job or cre- or innovating or doing anything that has any societal value. They're just ballooning their own bottom line in this in a yeah. in a kind of in in a underhanded way. And that's what we said they were going to do, and that's what they're doing. So there's nothing. Yes, and. You know, we were talking about the stock market. There's not everybody's in the stock market. The majority of Americans are not in the stock market. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. It's like why the stock market uh, doesn't reflect this, what's going on in society. And, uh, you know, and I actually talked about yeah, this. The, the ways people make a living are not the ways that people contribute anymore. Being a doctor is like it used to be to be a plumber. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's a that's a skill, you know. Right. But right. like trading stock is what everybody goes into. Right. That's you. That's what we have our smart people going into. Not science. I know. Not right. Medicine. Not you know. Because yeah. they want to. They oh, want to make wish money. I could solve it. <laughs> I can. I know what needs to be done. I can solve it. You're doing it, baby. No, I, I, Lee, are you still there? Yes. Yes, Lee is here. He's still here. I just. I just want to tell you that uh, because I'm a tech person, mm-hmm. one of the things that goes on in stock is high-frequency trading. Right. This is the buys and the sells that happen in the microseconds that mm-hmm. you can't see, you can't compete against, you can't win. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So you are trying to compete on a racetrack right. where you are walking and everyone else has cars. Right. You're never going to be close to winning. Right. If I could be God over the stock market, I'd make two changes, and of course the stock market would hate me for doing this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One is I would not let you buy and sell the same stock in a day. Right. You should actually have to own it. You should mm-hmm. not be spending your time betting what's going to go up and down. Right, right. And the other thing I changed is you can't short. So you can't sell right. a stock you don't own, that's which means right. that you wouldn't be able to make profit off a stock that's going to tank. Because you know it's going to take you. Well, you're not. You you're not supposed to short. You're you. not. I mean, that's illegal. But people. No, do that's. It. Uh, isn't that I? Because I have a share builder account. I can. You see, you can buy. You're basically betting. It's like playing craps. You're betting against the house, or you're betting with the. You know, with the roll or against the roll, right? I mean, isn't that what shorting? Well, is? I think most people. This is like for my life. You're just. I, I never move anything. Well. I mean, I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? You never move well, you mean I mean, your like stock. People move their stocks every day. That's what's happening on some level. But you don't have to do that if if you get an educated guess. Well, that's and what... also, it's really good to be to look at what you're not to do the, uh, you know, where you where you don't even know where the money is. Well, that's what you know? well Lee is talking well, that's about. That's the approach. Yeah, Lee's talking about like these big companies. That's what they do. They're day trading. Yeah. They're doing it. They're, there's no human involved. They're writing these algorithms and writing these codes, and it's just like yeah. it's all a it's a scam. It's a game, and that's like it's like whatever. It's another scam that 
rich people get involved in because they have the money to do it. And it's just bullshit. And yeah, you know, it's like, um, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago, or whatever, because somebody said, and uh, I think it was Twitter. I don't even know, whatever. I got into like whatever discussion with some uh, Twitter person, and he was saying, "Well, how can you uh, tell? Uh, a, um, what does it mean? Fair share? How could you t- take money from rich people? It's their money. Oh, I mean, I don't. It's so pathetic when regular yeah, does, at- money doesn't even make any sense anymore." But, I mean, it but, doesn't represent the trade of goods and services. No, but so it just doesn't... and some moron defending an idiot, like uh, defending this this corrupt billionaire system. This uh, is is so pathetic to me, and it's like, yeah. what are you talking about? Uh, yes, you can say enough is enough to somebody because you're only making a billion dollars or whatever because there is a rig system that is taxing you at a lower rate and allowing you loopholes where you're not paying taxes or whatever. And that's, that's how you're getting that, uh, the, the, uh, that wide income disparity. And that's how we went from a, co- a country that was the most upwardly mobile to the least upwardly mobile in 30 years. It didn't happen by accident. It happened through policy. Just how policy created the middle class, policy dismantled the middle class. It wasn't, it, oh, it's got it's awful. Yes. The, we didn't, uh, the middle class wasn't created because a billionaire felt like trickling it upon us one day. In fact, you know, uh, quite the opposite. It was created. I love that the Pope came out against trickle-down economics. I know. But right, we came on board. Right. That's true. But what does it matter? Not a trader. What? Huh? What? Say again? I say I guess he's not a stock trader. Right, right. A day no. trader in stocks. <laughs> I know he's not, yeah. and I mean it's. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent, Lee. That would be that would certainly make a few needed changes. But then you'd have Republicans whining about freedom. They'd say, "How could you? You know, you can't do that. That's you're not free if you can't trade whenever the hell you wanted to trade." But it's the the higher good. Where what happened to the better uh, the the interests of uh, the civilization or the democracy? This. It's you see how we're hanging by a thread now, and that's partly because of uh, you know of everything. Well, not partly; it's because of what's going on. It's uh, anyway, but we're not free. Uh, I always think you know we're not free. I'm, you're free inside. <laughs> inside. Oh, Plato's, well, oh, Plato's, Plato's Republic is what I was talking about. Right, right. When I was talking about Socrates, I just yeah. couldn't get. It just came into my head. Sorry. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yes, exactly. Well, we only have well, – uh, go ahead, getting, Lee. Go ahead. We only have two minutes left. Getting so. back to, but getting back to what I was saying about what things are, I would say to a Republican, stock market is you own a company. Mm. You own a portion of it. Not that you trade and at the end of the day walk away with cash and have right. – That's right. Right, right. That's right. Right. I agree. And another thing that annoys me about Republicans, well, average Joe Republicans, now that you just reminded me, is that when they they say, oh, I'm a capitalist, uh, I'm like, uh, okay, you're not a capitalist unless you're investing money. That, that's how you make a living. If you go to work every day and you trade your time and a skill for money. You're not a capitalist. You're a laborer. So uh, 
capitalists are people that make money through money. That's a capitalist. And capitalism needs regulation and le- or it will sell us, including our, our – I mean we've seen it. It sold people. It's selling people today. It'll rip up families. It'll, uh, it'll, you know, kill you. Anyway, capitalism kills. That's the end of the story for tonight. And we need a new, new deal. And I want to thank Julie Larson for calling in. Julie is an amazing comedian, and, uh, writer, big time muckety buck muck in Hollywood. And I want to stop thank- it. <laughs> and oh, stop. And Lee, thanks a lot for calling in, and uh, thank you for listening every week, everyone. Um, this is really, I love, uh, I, I look forward to connecting every week, and please, like I was saying, give us a review on iTunes, donate to RDT Daily, donate to Progressive Voices, and I do mean it. If we stick together, we will win, and we will win. So uh, my name is Tara Devlin. I will see you here next week at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, and I'll see you later. All right.